Listener Production. Barely brown one side and burnt to a crisp on the other. Oh, it drives me mad. Fresh from the uneven toaster of life. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, apologies go out to the fellow people in my little office space that I work in, Alex Dyson, because not only do they hear me screaming most mornings, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, this week I was doing Rant Dogs Replacement, but uh, on top of that, I have been rehearsing um, a kid's show. Yes, I saw the Diver City program coming up. A first live performance of your good self and uh, Christy Lee Peters, KLP, the children's group Diver City, doing their first live shows. And you've been rehearsing in that room. And Matt, can I just pour one out for your inner thighs? Uh, rehearsing dance moves in those denim overalls. It must be just chafe city, my man. It would be, oh my word. How are they feeling? Are they, are they all right? Do you need some like... Vitamin E cream, got the aloe vera. What are you, what are you using on them? <laughs> no, look, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm excited by all the people who've been dropping by. Okay, we've had some special guests. I don't know if you've seen the Ooh. album, but let's just say some superstars will be, uh, will be jumping up on stage with us on the weekend when we play the Factory Theatre, uh, Saturday and Sunday. So if you're around Sydney, drop by. But look, Alex Dyson, it's all in a plight to, you know, to take the number one spot because we talked about Spotify rap last week mm. and uh, Kid Leroy. The number one artist, Australian artist on Spotify, listened to the most. Yep. Guess who's number two? The Wiggles. That's right. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, that big red car is a Bugatti Veyron because (laughs) those guys make bank. And you gave me a lift in your car last week. Very nice, but um, no, it's not to 100. It's nowhere near what the Wiggles are pumping up. The big red Aston. You don't learn how to drive in a big red car, all right? No, 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 no. you got to start on a little hatchback. You don't start on a fruit salad either. You're eating some ramen noodles. That's what you're singing about to start with. You don't start on a fruit salad. You start with mushed apples, all right? That's what you learn how to cut your teeth on. And so mushed apples... (laughs) <laughs> it's tolerable. Um, listen, we better jump into today's show. It's a massive one. Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool is coming to chat to us. If you like investments, making bank, uh, you might want to hang out for that one. As well as that, let's kick things off with What's Hitting with Sarah, an incredible segment where our wonderful 14-year-old listener, Sarah, joins us to tell us what is cool in the world of teenagers, Matt O'Kine. And not only do we get some great advice as to, uh, to keep our ageing selves relevant in these trying times, but she actually... Also also opens up about uh, her diabetes, which she's living with, and hearing a young person speak so eloquently about that, it is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's a cracking show. Let's dive right in. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. I'm calling it... That's cool. Drippy. What about, like... That's pretty cool. What's hitting? Little thing called... What's hitting with... Sarah. Yes, it is that time of the week where we get to chat to uh, one of our favourite new guests at the moment. They guide us through the uh, bumpy journey of being a young person in 2021. They're 14 years old. Uh, They currently reside in my favourite city in Australia. It is Brisbane and they go by the name of, now we know, 
Sarah. Uh, Sarah, hello. Hey, Sarah. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Very appreciative of your time as always. And let's get something that we talked about last week, which was um, you had an incident where, unfortunately, a medical device you have for your diabetes was ripped out. Your brother used some lingo. That's such an L, as in a loss, was happening. But it's quite interesting. We thought we'd ask you about um, what the actual device is and, and what it's like living with it. Yeah, of course. So when did you first find out about it and um, what do you have to have in order to make sure your uh, your system is up and running at its full capacity? Well, I found out last March, but the thing is, I like had diabetes for like nine months without knowing, so I was low-key just like decaying away. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. What, what was, so was there a turning point where you just realised, okay, I've got to go to the doctor or did you collapse? No, it's such an embarrassing story. I went for rib pain and... My mom was like, yeah, she drinks like 10 litres of water a day, by the way. And the doctor was like, what? And so he tested my blood sugar and I broke the machine twice. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> Too Lord. high, too low? Which direction were you off the charts? Because it's meant to be between, in between four and seven and I was diagnosed at 50. 50? Yeah. I'm not, uh, like, like I said, I'm not an amazing diabetic. Wow, it sounds like that uh, Ukrainian device in Chernobyl where they're like, oh, it's just at the top of the charts, but it, it goes forever. Um, that's incredible, Sarah. So what do they put in to make sure that you can manage it and live a normal as possible life? Well, I have a thing called an insulin pump, and it's like a tiny iPad that's, like, constantly attached to me, like, through a needle. It's called a cannula, and it's constantly attached to my stomach, and I wear it, like, 24-7. And... um. I basically, what I do is like, I like open or turn on the iPad or whatever and I put in, I calculate how many grams of carb I'm eating and then I put it in and then it'll go through a, a tube that's attached to the iPad and attached to me and it'll give in uh, artificial insulin, which makes up for the insulin that I lack because my pancreas died. Whoa. Wow. What an intricate system. Are you self-conscious about it at all? Do you feel, were you scared to tell people at school or is it kind of, are conditions completely embraced these days and, you know, no one makes fun of anyone for anything? When I first got diagnosed, I hate how it's called diabetes because when people hear the word diabetes, a lot of people my age just automatically assume, like, the word that pops in their head is, like, fat and obese. Mm -hmm. And I, I just hated that. And so I didn't really talk about it, but now I just find it like the funniest joke. Like I call my iPad my organ and like, for example, I'll like have to do something and I'll fully just like, cause you can take, you can detach it and attach it and I'll take it off and I'll literally throw it at my friend. I was like, hold my organ. And like, <laughs> <laughs> like I've just kind of adjusted to the fact that my pancreas is dead and I have a little iPad instead. And, um, I, I, it was really difficult at first, and I still find it really difficult. Like, it mm-hmm. definitely kick-started a lot of, like, and it still does quite, quite often, like, a lot of depressive episodes. But eventually, like, you kind of just slowly adjust, and it's never easy, and it never will be easy. But, like, as, like, science is improving, like, every day. Like, like back, like, way back, um, it was like a giant backpack. That was an insulin pump. This is probably about... Uh, half the size of an iPhone, but not even as thick. It's probably like, I don't know, I say six by eight centimeters. Like yeah, it's, right. It's, it's really good. 
That's incredible. Amazing. And you're absolutely, absolutely right. Amazing. And yeah, things are getting better all the time. And thank you so much for talking about it, being so open about it, Sarah, because no, like, yeah, I remember, totally. you're right, back in the day, these things wouldn't have been talked about as much. And the, uh, the only thing I remember from high school that a lot of people had on their belly was actually belly button rings, which <laughs> makes me ask the question, hit or miss, belly button rings. Big hit. Love a belly button. Really? Yeah. Okay. Are they, have they always been in since I was in school or did they go out and are now back in? Back hitting. Well, well, I'm not like a belly button ring. Are you talking about like a belly button piercing? Yeah, or is it belly button piercing. Yeah, no, yep. they're pretty. They're pretty popular. Ooh. Okay, what about the yeah. top ear? The top ear, you know, because you got the two lobes, and then what about the top ear? Um, you know, like piercings is massive. It's so big, like every piercing, basically. Every. What piercing. about tattoos? Are kids getting tattoos? Eh, not really. I mean, there's okay. thick in pokes, which is a bit of a laugh because, like, my friends have like. Asked me for my needles before. Like, can we borrow a needle? And I'm like, excuse me. And like, we want to do a stick and poke. And I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh. What's no? a sorry. stick and poke? What's a stick and poke? Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, you're over 30. Um. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yeah. it's when you break a pen and you get the ink out of it, you sterilize a needle, and then you dip the um, pen in the ink, and then you dip it in your skin and you make a tattoo, then you wipe it over, wipe it over with like a dry paper towel, and then you do it again, and then you kind of just to the point where it's like a little tattoo. That's a prison tattoo. I think we're talking about this. Yes. <laughs> Sarah, I think that's what they do in prison. No, like, <laughs> tattoos are expensive and you have to be 18. No, no, we hear you, we hear you. It's no, just, um, it's, right. it's just, it's just not the old um, bubblegum, you know, licking stick that, <laughs> that I all threw right, up all with. Right. That's all. So. No, it's very, very good. And thank you for uh, restricting the uh, use to your uh, needles for diabetes to the other uh, stick and poking community. Yeah. Look, we've got a few listener questions to get to. Are you ready for a couple of these ones from our uh, yeah, cool. listeners who, like us, are in need of a little bit of uh, freshening up? Amy says, hey, team, can you please ask Sarah about these emojis, okay, and the corresponding TikTok trend? The emojis... Okay, it's two fingers pointing at each other. The index fingers are touching in the middle or the two eyes looking at something to to the left. When, when are they best used, Sarah? Um, well, the two fingers pointing at each other, that's like corresponds with the a woo thing we first talked about. Ooh, okay. okay. So, so it's that's, a, that's, that's related. All right. It's a yeah, cute it like woo sort of nervous, shy. And you don't yeah. need to do the crying to. eyes necessarily. People now just get the two fingers pointing to each other as woo. Yeah. And um, the eye one is kind of like, it's kind of uses like a compliment. Like, for example, like you'll like find someone attractive or something and you feel like, like on a TikTok or whatever. And you'll comment like, uh, I don't know, yeah, damn. And then you put the little eyes or something, Ooh. and it's kind of like it's kind of like a little compliment, like looking, like you know when someone like would see an attractive person, they'll like glance to their friends and like do a little smirk thing. Ah, uh, yeah. It's like that. Yeah. But All right. Did so you just say goddamn when you were? T- is that is that a is that <laughs> a <damn>. thing? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. I, sort of the eyes that you get when you're at a buffet or you're waiting at a thing and someone pulls a platter past and you're like, I've got to follow yeah. that waiter. I'm going after <laughs> that. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. We've got a message here from producer Bron what? in the studio. Bron, oh my have, God. You, have you got a question, Bron? I, I saw something um, recently and I was just thinking, I think I know what it means, but I really need clarification on it. <laughs> so I thought I'd come to the expert. So I've seen around recently... BSF coming up a lot. I just want to confirm, does that now mean best friend? 
Oh, BSF. Yeah, that means best friend. So BS for Sam, F for Fred. <laughs> Yeah. So BFF is what we're really familiar with, which is best friends forever. BFF is kind of like, you know, grade five little sprinkles and unicorns type of thing. Because it's like BFF forever. Like, it's weird. Yeah. Whereas, like, best friend, it's just like straight, it's like best friend. So what's the BS, what's the BS stand for? What's the S? BSF, that's, it's just like best friend, but like, Squash together because you know how there's best and there's an like S in the middle. Okay, so rather oh. than being like an acronym, yeah, the reason why it's like that is because like a lot of people kind of use like just BF, but that comes across as boyfriend a lot, so boyfriend. it got kind of confusing. Okay, <gasps> oh my god, it's like when you you got to put in a soy flat white or a flat white <laughs> with sugar, you can't just put S. FW because yeah. you don't know which you need to clarify. Flat white it could or be skim. soy flat white, so yeah. you put the YF. Yeah, so okay. instead of BF, Look, best friend, BSF, best friend. It's amazing Sarah, stuff. Sarah, <laughs> thank you for being our new BSF. Uh, <laughs> honestly, we love we love it when you come on uh, this show. We love you. Thank you for being so open and thank you for sharing as well about um, the, your diabetic journey and we hope to continually that you are feeling okay and thank you very much for sharing for that but also just being so insightful into this, the, the, what the youth are up to. <laughs> and we always appreciate it and we can't wait to chat to you again next time on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We'll see you soon. See you later. All day breakfast. Mm, drippy. Well, get the broth out, Alex Dyson. Get the coriander, chop up the onions, put some little <laughs> chilies in a little tiny cup next to the big bowl. Because we're getting a foe ready. You know what we're going to put in it? Um, well, bean shoots. Beef. And I got that with you, my dog. I beef got with some me? serious beef. Why do you have beef tartare with me? <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Do have some old uh, crisps to load up the tartare on because Alex Dyson. Yeah. Right. You know how we have, we have a meeting every day to figure out what we're going to say on this show? Um, barely. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sometimes they go for a very short time. But... Uh, yesterday's meeting, someone knocks on my door a few minutes before our meeting, okay, Mm. says, hey, I've got the office upstairs. I'm moving out. (gasps) And I was like, oh, okay, that's a bit sad. You know, we haven't crossed paths very much. They said, yeah, I'm going. And they said, but, you know, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of furniture in the office. Yeah. That, um, you know, you might like. I thought, oh, you know, I've got pretty much everything I need in my little room here. It's a little tiny bookshelf. Um, There's a tiny cheap couch that I have and just some cheap shelves. But I thought, okay, I'll uh, I'll have a look. I said, you're going to be around for most of the day? He said, yeah, yeah, just moving out now. I said, well, look, I've got to go into this meeting. Yeah. My daily podcast meeting that I, I can't miss. No. How else will we plan Australia's Got Flatulence if I'm not in the meeting? Exactly right. We, we need you there. We need your presence. Exactly. So, duck into the meeting. It was a reasonable one, 20 minutes. Yep. You know? I remember it well. Yeah. I go upstairs after the meeting. I might as well see what, uh, what goods I can, you know, salvage from this person moving out. And there's two other bloody guys already there at the <gasps> door. 
from the music oh. studio next door. They, two customers had walked in before you. Well, I thought that they were just there scoping out the space, right? So I kind of just walked past them, say, G'day, guys, how's it going? Go up to the guy who knocked on my door earlier, said, so, uh, you know, let's talk. What do you got? <laughs> yep. And he goes, oh, I don't know. I think the guys behind you might um, have already <gasps> claimed it. I said, what? And I said, what, the, the shelves that you're talking about? He said, oh, yeah, the shelves. And then, and then, he, and then I said, well, I don't need any desks, so those are fine. And then I saw this beautiful three-seater couch <laughs> with, what's it called, the chaise? The chaise lounge. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, someone else had their feet up on the chaise. And I was like, ooh. I said, don't tell me they've taken this as well. He said... They've claimed it all, mate. <laughs> I said, no! Oh, mate. God forsaken meeting. As much as I love a meeting, I prefer a bargain. So if there's any <laughs> any trader you could do in for that, I would have understood, mate. You could just tell me, just say bargain alert, bargain alert, and it's you're off. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I could oh, have been no. doing the meeting on the chaise lounge, my friend. <laughs> Damn. So anyways, you owe me a couch. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> a big three-seater. Oh, All right. No, but I do hate when people swoop in and get the last of something. Yeah. I was in the city and they were doing this thing called Thermo Freebies, right? <laughs> During lockdown, they wanted people to come back to the city because if you're not in the city, you're getting a Thermo. <laughs> and, um, but I didn't know it was on. We were just going for a walk. And then we see like this big line. I'm like, what's going on here? What's, hap- what's happening with this? This massive line in the city. Is this COVID testing? What's happening? No, people are running to get to the back. I was looking around like, what's going on? This person goes, oh, it's FOMO freebies. You can get like a free hotel room for the night or something. What? So I start sprinting up to the back. (laughs) (laughs) Back of this line. It goes and it literally they give out 200 of these things. Get to the front. I was the three people from the front. They're like, sorry, we're out. We're done. Where to, but I was just standing there watching these people run past and then I also, because I'm so cool, I just walked, I did just walk to the end of the line and there's people running past me. I'm like, oh, those losers. Look at them yeah. sprint. <laughs> Three from the front. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, Toss, when have you been swooped or maybe when did you swoop? Uh, you know, what have you missed out on or what did you just get? Hit us up at matt.n.alex. Well, Alex Dyson, our next guest is the Chief Investment Officer of a website that I've been checking out quite a lot recently, ever since I dabbled, started dabbling into the extremely stable and safe world of crypto. (laughs) And Um, altcoins. There's another four-letter word for these sort of coins that gets bandied around a lot. And over the past couple of uh, weeks, I've started to understand why. But uh, it gives me great pleasure to welcome to uh, Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. He is uh, the man behind the Good Oil podcast, which you can listen to for free on the Listener app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Scott Phillips of Motley Fool. Hello. Matt and Alex, g'day. Thank you for having me for breakfast. 
Thank you very much for jumping up on our plates and getting a bit of salt and pepper drizzled on top of you because we have an annual general meeting next Wednesday, Scott, and uh, it's up to me and Matt to present the best outlook for our shareholders, a.k.a. listeners. So we would love to get your read on where we've been over the last 12 months and where we're going. First of all, how have you seen the markets in the last 12 months? Not necessarily in podcasting, but just uh, around the uh, around just the, the traps. Markets. Just, just the markets. Just in general, in general. It could general. be your local flea market. It could be the yeah. stock market. Tell us the fish of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, my local supermarket's okay. Matt's crypto's not so good. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. You're doing well if you're, if you're selling masks, if you're selling PCR tests. Mm-hmm. Market's really good for that. If you're the travel markets, not so flush. Although, maybe, maybe, maybe there'll be some borders opening. Could soon. be picking up. I did see, I mean, the problem with going well in that world, I think I saw <laughs> a, someone commenting on a tweet from a bit of a conspiracy theorist. He said, two years ago, Moderna shares were about 30 bucks. Now they're 300. That's all you need to know. Ooh. You know, if, if, if that's a conspiracy, well, I'll happily take that one because uh, they've, they've done their bit, as have Pfizer and others, to uh, keep us healthier. So that's, that's not bad. Oh, look. I re- I reckon we just find out, okay, when you're running corporations, big companies, all right, let's go with broad strokes. Let's stop trying to hit your little niche, you know, uh, stocks Cryptos, and shares and crypto right. coins, you know. Let's talk broad scale. Alex mm. Dice and I, we're running a company. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We've got mm. the shareholders. That's you listening, all right? We want to build this kitty, yep. okay? We want to get some fat stacks in the bank. How do you get rich, Scott? <laughs> well, it depends. So here's the thing. If you have your own company, if you run it well, you can pay yourself a lot of money. You guys would be on, what, $3, 4000000000 billion a year each. Yep. You get some nice bonuses. You set, your, you set your thresholds really, really low, right? So, look, here's the thing. If we do a podcast next year, we get a bonus. If we have listeners, we get another bonus. Right. So it's all about how you set this stuff up, right? If mm. you, you don't, don't, be too, don't be too legit. You don't want to, you know, actually make it hard for yourselves. <laughs> make sure you get consultants who will say to you, you know what, Podcasting's hard, guys. Mm. Don't set hard targets. Set easy targets. We want you guys to be motivated to deliver a great podcast. And if you're not motivated, if you can't hit your targets, let's do this. Sounds oh, like that you're okay. advocating for the uh, the method I put in for little athletics back in the day, <laughs> where in order to win the most improved medal, you needed to go really bad at the start. Oh, I like it. That is smart. <laughs> and then improve a lot. Suddenly, it's looking good. Those achievable goals is where we speaking need to be of, looking. Speaking of cryptos and Moderna, absolutely. If you start low enough, you know, the beginning, I, I really like that strategy. That works for me. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about crypto, Scott, because I've been out here Shilling some absolute <laughs> junk, okay? And I've got a little bone to pick with uh, the Motley oh Fool website yeah, yeah, because every now and then when I'm looking to see what people <laughs> think of the coins that I'm investing in, Motley Fool usually has an opinion. And I saw an article and I <laughs> get the feeling, I think that you were behind this article. Oh, look out. Right? It said the three, conspiracies. the three dog coins to avoid like the plague. That was the actual headline. And I was like, well, I'll have nothing to worry about because there's lots of dog coins out there. No, the one that I've been backing, yeah. you put as number two, Dogelon Mars, you think is absolute crud. Is this true? Uh, Alex, can, can I just re- bring you back to the conspiracy you mentioned before? This feels like mm. Matt's bought a 
rubbish, I'll say rubbish to, to yep. keep it clear, a rubbish cryptocurrency, and he's blaming me for saying it's rubbish. He purchased <laughs> and then checked it out afterwards. It's like buying buying the dress and putting it on in the change rooms Who'd at home thought? to see Who'd how it thought? looks. <laughs> so, no, can you tell me, when you are looking at these dog coins, because, yes. because people do jump in, I jumped in, I'd, I'd done no research, seriously, <laughs> Why, why Why? is it a terrible, terrible, terrible investment? I, I, look, I know the answer. I just want to make sure that the people at home know the answer. I also need to sell some coins on my phone as we talk. So tell me, why is it a bad investment again? So here's the problem with cryptos, right? You're relying on, I work for a company called The Motley Fool, which makes this really hard because you're relying on the greater fool theory, which is basically, hey, if I buy something, I've got to hope someone else is silly enough to pay me more for it. Mm-hmm. And that can work sometimes if you're lucky. But if you're not basing it on something fundamental, something decent, like, oh, I don't know, profits or actual use cases for these things, it's really, really hard to say, well, I think this is going to go up because X. And if you don't know the answer to that question, that's the first sign you've probably bought a rubbish crypto or, by the way, a share or anything else. Uh, if you don't know why it's going to be worth more in future, other than mm. maybe it'll be exciting enough for someone else to pay me a little bit more for in a week or a month or a year, uh, that, that's probably sign number one, just quietly. Yeah, well, you know what? You just lost yourself a spot on my yacht party, okay? So don't ever, ever think about turning up to the docks when I'm going off to cruise with my, all my other rich friends and popping bottles, okay? Oh, okay. no, I think, I think it's fine. I, if I miss out on the imaginary party on the imaginary yacht, I'm completely imaginarily okay with that. That's, that's, that's fine by me. I'm, I'm there. Amazing. Well, let's talk about some actual tangible investments that Matt and I have done in the last 12 months on this okay. podcast. And we're going to present a report to the shareholders and we want them to be mm. impressed with what we've invested in. Um, one of our big ones was investing in chicken nuggets um, that look like things. Yeah, All wait right, for Scott. it. Yeah, see, Scott. I can't, I can't read. No, uh, we here. saw that a chicken nugget that looked like a character from the video game Among Us sold for $100,000. We thought we'll go get a 24-pack <laughs> and it was a packet of gold nuggets, Scott. Um, yeah. How do I present that in a package to show the shareholders that, yes, we're doing some good things here at All Day Breakfast? Uh, Alex, I think what that does show you is that Matt is actually the financial guru among the two. Oh, you, no. you know, Matt, Matt's, Matt's bought rubbish cryptos. You've bought rubbish chicken nuggets. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, if you give me those two and say, who do I get a back here? I'm well, all of a sudden back on team Matt. I'm back on the yacht. Well, mate, I'll, I'd like to see Matt O'Kine scoff down a 24-pack of Doge Lons. <laughs> when we talk about um, investing in shareholders... You know, I'm sure that you've dealt with some pretty big companies and, and, and shareholders and investors, etc. What are the things, what are the compromises that you have to make? What do you have to do? Or are there any real life stories where you've seen people just really make some sacrifices to make their shareholders happy? And when has it mm. all gone wrong? Well, here's the thing, right? So <laughs> the better stories are the ones where they kind of went, I could do that. Or I could just pay myself a little bit more, explain to the shareholders it's really, really, really important. <laughs> There's more than a dozen companies, can I say, where the CEO gets paid more than the company makes in profit. And all I'm saying is that's a, that's a you know, there's someone's making a sacrifice there and it is not the CEO. So I appreciate the fact you want to make a sacrifice, Matt. It, look, honestly, mm. unless Matt and Alex Breakfast Show Incorporated is yep. going to become a, an ASX 200, you know, mega cap, you, you, you want to be listening to little guys. You want to be saying, you know what, I could try and do these things or I could realise that our, our growth options are limited. I'm just going to cream this thing for as much as I can possibly get out of it. I'm going straight for the bonus. I'm going straight for the salary. <laughs> but you got to do Of course, I mean, look, here's what you do. You say, look, who else is Matt and Alex? Nobody. So if we left, this would be nothing. This company is nothing without us. So you mm. really need to pay up to make sure we hang around. 
You can you can write your own ticket. Oh at my that. god! So we should be putting them on trial. I can't believe that we're trying to help them. I should we should hold a general <laughs> meeting and say, "Listen up, yous. Thanks for coming. No. You owe us more money." Well, I would say instead of owing us, I think the person that needs a pay rise here is our producer Bron, who needs to be going up because uh, <laughs> this this old ship would uh, run straight into the iceberg very quickly <laughs> and be down in Davy Jones's locker before you could say, "Buddy Dogelon," if she wasn't there for it. <laughs> hey, speaking of Bron, Alex Dice. I have been buying some really bad altcoins, okay? Uh, Alex Dyson was buying nuggets and Bron decided to invest in the share market by following her initials, okay? So she went for a stock that was BRN, Bron. Because she's Bron. <laughs> if looking for a um, stock that isn't your name, doesn't that work? What are some other crafty ways to choose your stocks? Mm. What do you look at? Oh, I mean, look, you know, we, we can... If we- Serious for a second, we'd actually buy like real businesses that do real things for real people. I mean, that that that's it's, it's old fashioned. I know it's probably not too cool these days, but that's one option you could go with. Like you know, a company like a Woolworths that actually does stuff and sells things. I know it's I know it's very boring. You won't, no, you won't see that on Wall Street bets. You won't you won't see that on, on Twitter. No one's about Woolies well, on Twitter. I'm investing y- in yeah. YWN at the moment. Yawn at this uh, this stuff here, <laughs> Scott. Oh my goodness, what real companies who make real profits? I know who to thought right. It is very yesterday. It's not going to keep up in 2021. All right. With that, I think we have all the information we need, Scott, to do a fantastic annual general meeting report. You can still come along and watch it, whether you are in Melbourne and can make it to Comedy Republic at 5.30pm on the 15th of December or at the very same time, Australian Eastern Daylights, you want to jump on the live stream and you'll be able to see the uh, report in person before it becomes a podcast. Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool and The Good Oil Podcast, thank you very much for joining us here today and uh, we cannot wait to um, be having a cardboard cutout of you on uh, Matt's yacht when he sails yeah. into <laughs> the Doge Lons sunset. I will, be, I will be at the live stream. I will be watching. I will be taking notes. I want that ticket. All day breakfast. Well, the time is now to peruse the inbox, Matt O'Kine, across the week. We do keep an eye on it. We love reading everything that you send to us, but... More often than not, uh, some good stuff slips through to this Friday segment. It's a bit of leftovers. Yeah, that's right. We love hearing from you at matt.n.alex. Uh, just like we heard from Bill, the beer guy, uh, on the topic of China's moon rover, uh, U22 has provided a little joke for us. Uh, I don't know if Bill wrote it or whether it's just one that's been going around, but uh, Bono and the Edge walk into a bar and the bartender says, hey, what are you two doing here? <sighs> That's, it. That's what a neighbour would have said. A confidence man have a really good story about when they were touring with um, Liam Gallagher, um, like supporting him, and they invited him around for just a dinner at their house. Oh. And um, so Liam Gallagher goes, oh, do you mind if I bring my friend The Edge? <laughs> <laughs> so they go around, they're having a good time, getting a bit rowdy, like have a couple of uh, a couple of bevs. The neighbour comes around and knocks on the door to tell him to shut up, to turn the music down, open it up, and there's Liam Gallagher at The Edge. <laughs> and he's a massive fan of him. <laughs> so it's uh, uh, my, you- my apology, uh, Mr. Edge. So he probably said, what are you two doing here? For sure, in real life. Um, Hayden has got us a message uh, about Matt's Santa photos with Sophia not smiling on cue, saying, uh, my daughter does the same thing when told to smile. She just exposes her bottom teeth. You want to know the trick? Tell her to pretend she's laughing. Works for us 80% of the time. 
every hey, time, sometimes. That's a good idea. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, Tom O'Dixon says, uh, regarding Matt's impression of David Attenborough, said, just listen to Matt's impression of David Attenborough. For someone who hasn't seen Harry Potter, his accident of Voldemort is next level. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't remember if it was sounded a little bit like this. The boy Does who that sound like either one of those things? Would be like the boy who died. <laughs> <laughs> Saw someone doing that the other day, something like that. Um, friend of the show, Ray Johnson, has got in touch. Got to see Ray at the Australian Podcast Awards, Queens of the Drone Age, what a podcast, about the most brutal way you've been fired, saying HR lined us up, handing out a yellow envelope, brackets, new contract, or a white envelope, brackets, redundancy. <laughs> what kind of Willy Wonka bull dust is this? <laughs> Uh, that's an interesting episode of The Bachelor, isn't it? Just like getting handed. <laughs> oh, my word. And let's get joined by Mikey, who you would have heard uh, just last week on All Day Breakfast talking about his Spotify wrapped and when he listens to our podcast. My girlfriend makes me go for a run each morning, so that's why five <laughs> kilometres is listening to Matt and Alex. 5Ks of Matt and Alex, of your boys. But um, Mike has actually gotten back in touch because I think you might not have uh, chosen your words very wisely last time, Mikey. No, as you know, on live or podcasts, you sometimes rethink about what you said. And if your partner hears, you can sometimes end up back in the doghouse. Oh, no. Oh, I wouldn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, Mike, yeah. I've never, ever ever said the wrong thing about my partner ever on this show or on my radio career. So you're on your own here. What happened? Uh, on Sunday afternoon, my partner finally got around to listening to the podcast and she wondered why I called her my girlfriend when she's actually my fiancé. Oh, no. Ooh, ouch. And oh, I no. didn't explain also why we go to a Go for a run each morning is because I'm nearly 30 and I've been to way too many festivals and the beers have finally turned into a belly. <laughs> <laughs> didn't put that in there, Mikey. Didn't mention, no, didn't mention that rather than that. just saying your girlfriend made you go for a run. <laughs> no, look, well, well, shout out to uh, your partner. What's your partner's name? Uh, Leah. Leah. Well, thank you very much, Leah. All right. Well, Leah, more importantly, thank you for putting up with Mikey and... Uh, mm. You know, motivating him and giving the uh, the oomph he needs to get out there and work those uh, couple of ales off. I could do with a partner that had that kind of uh, motivation as well because I... <laughs> I'm talking about another... for me. Yeah, exactly. I, I wish I had a partner that would do that. That's what you're saying. Oh, well, no, but what I mean is like... Sorry, Belinda, you are fine. You don't need to... No, it's, it's me. Uh, sorry. Yeah, no, you're... Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, I'm I hope sorry, this we... doghouse is big enough. <laughs> Mikey, you got a spare room in that doghouse, mate? You got a little swag on the floor in there, mate? What I meant is I've gone to a few too many festivals, got the little, you know, the, the keg on, on around the waist as well, and, um, you know, my partner <laughs> could drag me along for a run. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm going. I'm hanging up the headphones. Thanks, no, thanks, I'm Mikey. out. Bye-bye. Cheers, mate. We'll catch you later. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, guys. And looks like uh, Matt O'Kine's headed off to repair his relationship, which just means it's uh, me and you I'm here going. to uh, wrap up another episode and week of 
All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. A big week. It's our final week of the year next year. We've got some massive surprises as well as our huge AGM. Come and hang out with us live in Melbourne at Comedy Republic as we uh, rip the lid off a couple and uh, go out in style. Notably, High Finance, which is the dress code. Uh, Producer Bron, you got... You got your uh, your pencil skirt ready? I was actually thinking about this. I don't know what I'm going to wear. Ooh. I know, I need to figure... I, I work in podcasting. I don't need a blazer. <laughs> so I'll All figure right. something out. We'll have to sort something out. But please, yeah, it'll be awesome to join us, whether it's in the room or on the live stream. Hit the uh, the link in our Insta bio or go to comedyrepublic.com.au to um, pick up some tickets and hopefully we will see you there. Until next time, it's been real. We'll catch you later. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Look, I just want to apologise to <laughs> my part. It didn't say it came out wrong. <laughs> it didn't, I didn't mean, she, Belle is amazing. I, I'm going again, bye. <laughs> Listener.